Welcome to the Kinky Cast, a sexually explicit podcast for adults. You are listening to a weekly publication, produced every Friday morning. This is our weekly exploration in the kinky world of BDSM and alternative relationships. Today, we present episode 396, Tom of Hard Art on Photography. Don't forget to stop by our webpage for information about this show and others. KinkyCast.com. Here's your host, Woody. Thanks, Max, and welcome to another edition of the Kinky Cast. Online with me from lovely Eugene, Oregon, is Hard Art, also known as Tom. How are you tonight? I'm pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Hard Art. That's an interesting name. Where did that come from? It just kind of came to me because I, I was thinking it was kind of uh, something that could be vanilla or something that could be kinky or sexy at the same time. And uh, I just thought, I wonder if it's available. And I took it on FET. And uh, yeah, I, I like the name. It's just, it's kind of, you know, a little yin yang to, you know, hard and art, you know, kind of soft and, you know, not soft or whatever. <laughs> I, I would say that the images that I have seen on your uh, FET page, first off, they're stunning images. And so I'm going to recommend that our listeners go over and check out Hard Art's uh, FET page. Uh, and then also we'll have some links to f- uh, that you can follow on the show page if you want to go to kinkycast.com and check out Hard Art's show. We will have some extra links there that will uh, take you into some of his private libraries that are full of wonderful things. You shoot lots of stuff. You have nudes, uh, scenics, you've got some insects, uh, sunsets. <laughs> uh, you are very diverse. Oh, thank you. I really like to bring those things together, especially the nudes and the, the model shots um, onto location. I like shooting studio and in houses and stuff too, but I really, locations are where it's at for me. I can really incorporate a lot, a lot of the environment and just enhance the picture. And I it makes me look good, better than I am, you know. Going out into the wild and shooting, uh, first off, a model, th- there's certainly a lot that goes with it, uh, such as lighting and things like that. Uh, you must carry a lot of gear into the brush. I, I certainly do. I, I usually carry way too much, I find. But um, I shoot a lot with reflectors, and I also shoot with um, with uh, like a port- portable flashes that I might even use in like a landscape to accentuate the model with a big umbrella or uh, long exposure with an umbrella pop on, on the model or, you know, I have all sorts of little techniques. So I'm sure that none of them are secrets or anything, but uh, I, yeah, I, I, I try to just always change it up. I don't, I almost always run a different lighting setup every time I shoot or I'm, if I'm shooting indoors or shooting with lighting. And I even when I'm shooting ambient light, I, I reflect a lot of light or block light or whatever. I'm just really into being creative and um, doing things that people maybe haven't done or thought of. So, A lot of our listeners like to uh, shoot photography, and some of them are trying to get into shooting nudes. And the thing that often comes up is, how do you get a model to go for a nude shoot? For me, it's just been um, getting momentum up is uh, the hardest thing because, you know, when you don't have a good portfolio, it's hard to talk somebody into modeling for you. When you don't have a good reputation, people aren't going to, especially if you say, you know, would you like to do nudes or something? And, you know, unless you find a paying model, which is not a bad way to start, actually. Let's see if you say, let's let's shoot nudes. Let's go off into the wilderness where nobody can find it. No, that's probably not a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, But, you know, I have people do that with me all the time now, not all the time, but, you know, frequently. And, um, 
I leave it up to people what they want to shoot. I don't, I don't impose, like, I might have ideas, and usually people are good to go with whatever I want, but I never say, uh, now it's time to take your clothes off or something like that. I, I just, if, some, if a model's comfortable with that and it goes that, and if I don't push that, it, it usually goes that way, but it doesn't really matter to me because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty flexible and I'm, you know, I, I enjoy all kinds of looks and, you know, sex clothes and, and all. So I, I don't really worry about that. I don't really push that. I don't really ask the models to perform any sort of, um, you know, I help them with posing and stuff like that, but I'm pretty, pretty uh, respectful. I'll say that of uh, the models that I work with. And, and I think that really reflects in the, you know, in the referrals I get and, and the, the willingness for people to work with me and, um, go go out into the woods with me, you know. So, well, the body of work just certainly shows that you have something that is magic. And the one thing that you have for magic is the magic hour. You shoot a lot around sunset. I yeah, sunset, um, occasionally sunrise, but almost all my shoots are centered around uh, sunset. If I have the ability to do that, and I'll shoot you know before and after, maybe in the trees before, you know, try to find some place that's sheltered if there's a lot of sun, like now. And maybe I can shoot a little bit there and then as the sunset comes and then I really try to take advantage of that and then right through into twilight. I shoot a lot of twilight. And then even in, I'll even shoot sometimes after dark in, in the woods or whatever, but not that much in the city. Yes, I'll shoot after dark a lot. But. When you're out of the city lights, you get some fantastic skies. You have some stars that are just awesome. You see whole nebulas there. Oh, yes. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm lucky where I'm living right now in Eugene. It's pretty easy to get uh, away from light. Yeah, even even in my in my house here on the edge of Eugene, it, 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 I can sometimes see pretty good stars, but uh, um, just, you know, a 30 minute drive and it's like I'm in the middle of nowhere. So and I have two directions I can go and up into the Cascades or uh, up into the coastal range towards, uh, you know, towards the coast. And they're both about equidistant and and wonderful. Right now, the Cascades are kind of on fire, which is not so wonderful. But uh, so I'll be going out to the coast a little bit more than the coastal range, anyway. It's pretty close to my house. So. Yeah. yeah there, there's lots of water in your shots. Uh, and for me, uh, the naked body and water is two very compatible things. Yes, 100% agree with that. Yeah, totally. Water is very sensual and very, you know, it has a flow. And so does, you know, the form has flow too. And you add them together and reflections and, you know, it, it, it's just, it's, it's just all good, you know, <laughs> tough, tough, to, tough to go wrong when you get all that stuff going at the same time, you know. I noticed that in some of your shots, you have uh, couples. Yeah, oh, yes, yes. I, I shoot couples. Some of them are actual couples. Some of them are just models that met for that day. Uh, I don't do a lot of that, but I'm certainly open to it. It's just, it seems like it's harder to schedule with more than one person at the same time, you know, uh, which is, you know, uh, scheduling this stuff is a bear and people are always sometimes, not always sometimes, that doesn't really make sense, but people are, uh, they, they tend to, they tend to flake out a lot, you know, and I, I totally understand that because it's a big thing for people to do, especially if they're doing it for the first time. But uh, a lot of my energy goes towards uh, <laughs> bringing that process along and then getting, getting a lot of, uh, you know, sometimes people just disappear, but uh Usually people are great and it's, it's gotten so much easier than at first it was, it was really hard to get started. It took, it took years before I really had people asking me to shoot, you know, I mean, you know, maybe a friend of a friend or something would ask me to shoot, but um, now it's, you know, now I get contacted, not, not a ton, but I get frequently contacted 
for shoots and have a good list of people who are waiting to shoot and want shoots and stuff like that. So you have yeah. some absolutely gorgeous models here and your uh, the locations, uh, you know, you're talking about, you know, being out in nature. It is uh, just uh, amazing. I, I don't see that many studio shots in your collection. Yeah, no, I, I don't have too many. I kind of have a home studio. I have some, like, maybe further back, you know, and you know, I, have a, I need to prune back my library. I have, like, 3, 000, three over 3,000 shots in there, and I just, I need to, you know, reduce that, you know, to maybe you know, take 80% of those off, but I, it's such hard for me to do that. But if you go back anyway, I, I have quite a few from my home studio and from some other studios that I've shot, but um, yeah, location's really my joy and what I think I'm maybe a little bit better at, but I'm still, I'm getting, getting studio lighting down now. It's a, it's a long road to do that. So, you know. Formulating chemistry between a model and a photographer is not an instant thing as you were talking about. Yeah. Um, they really need to get to know how you're going to shoot them. And th that is uh, difficult unless you're out shooting them. Yes, totally, 100%. And, and I think ongoing collaborations and my, my desire to have those is maybe something else that's been beneficial for me. And, uh, you know, not always just saying, oh, it's, it's every, every shoot is about a, a different model or different look of a person. It's more about, for me, about a creative collaboration. And, uh, you know, I've had I've models that I've shot, you know, 50 times. and and you know a, t a ton that i've shot like 10 times or five times or whatever and only if maybe a few that i've shot once just you know so I, I, that's what i really look for is an ongoing collaboration that's that's what i find most fruitful and most uh, most productive too do you work with new models to develop them oh sure yeah yeah I'm, I'm pretty casual and laid back when I work with people, but, you know, I'll, I'll help them as much as they, as they want to be led. I'll, I'll help them and I'll always give them, you know, uh, advice on posing and on, and on, on, on anything that they want advice on, or, or, or uh, I do want to help people out in general. Yeah. So that's, that's what I try to do. And, you know, putting a, a light on this and, and letting people feel comfortable and really then start to let themselves show uh, whether it's their personality, whatever shines through. it's And it's hard to do on that first shoot. You know, I've had some very stiff first sessions that, that did not go well. I, I have some some tricks now that I, I, I use. Like, I'll just say, I'm just going to take some pictures of your foot to get started. I kind of make it kind of like light, you know, like like that. And I just kind of work into, into making people comfortable and establish the rapport and it usually it's like I, sometimes also I, I, you don't even know somebody and by the end of it you know an hour and a half shoot they're telling you things they haven't told anybody else it's it's pretty crazy there, there's like a certain intimacy there maybe not intimacy is the right word but a certain connection that 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 defies kind of the normal spectrum of experience so i i certainly agree with you on that I, i've had some situations where i had a, a nervous model and uh, it was a bondage shoot. And so, you know, we put the cuffs on and, and uh, you know, attached it to the cross. And then I did a lot of close-ups of the fingers and with the cuffs. And then that is an icebreaker. And things just started to flow after that. Yeah, that, that's it's totally, totally one of the things I do, you know. And, and, and I just try to keep it really lighthearted and try to, to use humor whenever possible. And, you know, I'm always very positive and supportive of, of people and as like i said i don't really have any some some a shot i really want you know and if it's a shot i really really want you know i'll i'll 
find the, a model that can do that for me or something. But I get really good results just from shooting people who have never even modeled before usually. So I love it. It's fun. There's something about the look, you know, it's the, the, the light in their eye. It's the, the, uh, the crooked smile, whatever it is that lets their personality escape and you capture it. That's where the magic happens. Oh, totally. Yes. 100%. And, and I think, I think just having people be themselves and bringing that out and, uh, you know, with a little bit of guidance from, you know, how to look a little bit modely or stand, you know, in a certain way or whatever. That's where the magic happens once people get those shots they've never gotten before. And yeah. It's, it's really, it's really about the relationship or the experience. I think it's more about the experience than the result, but it's, it's pretty equal for me. The, re- the experience is extremely important and it's, it's a really fun time. You know, it's usually shoots are a blast. You know, people are really, exhilarated when, when they're done and usually empowered too. So they can, it can be transformational occasionally. So when you snap that frame and you capture the magic and you see it appear in your viewfinder, it's, it is uh, very exciting. And to me, that's the fuel that makes me want to go further and do more. Oh, it's, it's totally addictive for me. I mean, even shooting like landscapes or whatever, it's all pretty, it's, it's like I'm clicker trained. I click, you know, or something. Uh, it's, it's just all, it, it, I, yeah, I can't get enough of it. And I've been doing it for about seven years, eight years, eight years. And now I do, you know, not maybe full time, but I probably put in full time a lot of times doing it. You've been doing this for eight years. How long have you been in the kinky scene? In the kinky scene, I would say since I was about uh, maybe early 20s. Um, so like 30 30 some years, you know, so, uh, been around yeah, a while. Yeah. Yeah. I've been around a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but in terms of like, I don't do too much in terms of the, the kind of more formal king scene. I, I do, I've gone to, you know, to, to events and stuff like that. And I, and I should do more of that, but, um, I, I, I enjoy that. And I did that in Seattle a little bit and I got to know people from the community and that was really good. And then I did that in Portland too. And that's been more kind of in the last, 15 years or so, I would say, that I've been more active in those communities. The scenes in Portland and Seattle are certainly vibrant. Yes, especially Portland. Yeah. Seattle's a, for the size of the city, it's not quite as much interest in, in, the, in kink, but Portland is off the hook. Portland is really amazing. It might be the, the best city in, <laughs> to live in if you're into that in, uh, you know, in, the, in the country. I, don't, I, don't, I can't really say that, but it's, it's up there. It's really up there. And, and it's a very diverse scene. It goes uh, everything from uh, all, all the bondage and dungeon play into the swing scene. There's lots of stuff there. There's lots of clubs and lots of fun to be had <laughs> if you're into that sort of thing, definitely. But uh, yeah, yeah, Port- Portland's great. And I love Portland too because um, it's a, such a great set. If you want to shoot there, it's very, the people are very tolerant of art making and and the authorities are too. And so <laughs> you don't have to really worry if, if, you know, if, if police can roll up on you or whatever, and you're <laughs> a nude model, it, if it's a night in a, in a, in a part of, you know, in a place where it's not obnoxious or people really aren't, you know, people are just going to complain or anything because I'm very careful about how I set things, but I've never had any sort of a problem. And I, I think that's a big thing that allows me to do that. There's some cities I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that in definitely. So I, I would agree. Uh, I live in the South. We don't do that here. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. Yeah. As I said, I'm very careful about even just people 
driving by or what people can see. And I don't ever want to offend people or make people uncomfortable. I think that's a big thing about my personality. So, so I, I just wait for the good moments to try to, to do that in the good angles. And, and sometimes it looks a little bit more daring than what it is when I shoot city stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, Portland is definitely the place where it's beautiful architecturally too. And it's beautiful. So the, the one bit of advice I'll give to budding photographers out there is the way consent works. A family of four walking down the street that walks onto your shooting scene, you don't have consent to show them. Exactly. That's why public play is fine, but don't, don't make it about anything. Nobody's going to, people don't want to see, especially with a mixed audience, especially with anybody, you know, it, you know, you don't, you don't want to impose your kink on somebody else who does not want it, you know, or whatever, but you, you know exactly what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Meanwhile, up on the Columbia river, there's a beach up there where anything goes. Yeah. Rooster rock. Uh, well, there's a couple there's, there's, there's that. And there's uh, yeah. The other one. I'll, I'll think about it in a second, but yeah, there's two, there's two beaches and they're, they're, they're great. I, 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 don't, I haven't gone out there too much, but I've shot at both of those several times. And, and uh, it's, it's definitely a, a fun time and people definitely have fun out there. So When the people that go there, they're, they're kind of all into uh, whatever happens, which is kind of a nice thing. And so uh, it uh, breaks the ice much faster. Oh, yeah. yeah. You kind of have that, that in common that you're all a little bit outside maybe the, the, the norms of society, just a little bit in some even though it's kind of kind of spread and it's not it's nothing you know really too fringe anymore. It's kind of more almost what our culture has become. But still, you kind of have a little bit of a starting ground with people, so you you hit it off pretty easily, and it's pretty pretty it's, it's less tense than normal societal interaction, generally speaking. I find so. Let's talk uh, a little bit about the shoot and getting ready for it. Uh, do your models uh, go through uh, makeup and hair and all that stuff? Um, no, they don't. I mean, I, I do sometimes work with, you know, occasionally I'll work with a makeup artist, but that's usually because because a model wants that or because uh, it's a special project or something. But generally, I just say, I'm, I just say hey, you know, maybe give them a few pointers on makeup, maybe bring some makeup, you know, um, a few things that I like, in, to, you know, in terms of makeup application. But I also shoot a lot of people who come wearing no makeup too, and that 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 certainly works also. It's a, a different look sometimes, but it it definitely definitely works too. So I'm not too picky about that sort of stuff. Or um, it's also well, it's it's, kind of, it's secondary to me, but but I will say that a really good um, professional model. That's one thing you always notice is they have a command of makeup that's really amazing and. Uh, or they have a good because they don't usually have a makeup artist with them, but they, they can do amazing makeup and it's just it just bounces flash or uh, reflected light perfectly off of them and makes them look flawless, you know. And there is makeup for photography that does have that light. Effect. Oh, totally, yes, and, yeah. And the models know about. That. Oh yeah, yeah. They they have they have the right kind of makeup. Definitely, yeah. There's there's nice light bounce photography uh, makeup that's really smooths and kind of glows the skin and especially when you hit it with a little flash. Shooting at twilight certainly has uh, a beautiful effect, but if you're out in the woods and it's getting dark, oh yeah, that could be a problem. Um, yes, it, it it can definitely be a problem. Um, I have I have gotten lost on shoots. I have <laughs> with a model, you know, trying to get back like a shorter way than we got in there. It's gotten dark. Yeah, I've I've lost equipment a lot of times. I've broken equipment, but yeah, I've I've had 
some pretty long get back to the car things. Cause a lot of times I'll, I'll just find a place to shoot and it'll be like, I'm going to scramble down this ravine and through this Creek. So bring water shoes or bring shoes. You know, am I getting wet? And, you know, I have a bunch of spots that are like that, you know, where it's just cause it, you know, people aren't going to go there. So you can, so you can get those shots you can get, uh, you know, more nudes and all that kind of stuff. So that, that's kind of the way I, <laughs> I roll with that. And, uh, I have definitely had some, some, but it's always a good time too. You know, it's like a sense of adventure getting back uh, unscathed. <laughs> I hope anyway. I think you can sum that up as going the distance. If you don't go the distance, you're not going to get the shot. Absolutely, absolutely, and and you have to be willing to to maybe think outside the box and and do uh, kind of just do do you know. So um, yeah, you have to have the desire for it definitely and. You know, once you get that desire, it's hard to let that go and just keep wanting to do more and more stuff like that. That's how it's been for me anyway. And uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I really dig it. And it's, it's, it's such a fun experience. I have a lot of models say, well, I was really apprehensive about shooting, but um, that was like the most fun I've had in my life. You know, I have to hear that kind of stuff all the time, you know, so, uh, or even people who say, you know, I, I, I feel like I, I'm much more confident now and I can project myself and, and in the world more. And, uh, that's great too. You know, I've heard that a few times and, uh, you know, it's been kind of transformational for people occasionally. And that's, that's the highest compliment I can, I can get there. So. And I think that's kind of akin to people that are going out for their first, uh, play in BDSM. They're, uh, apprehensive and they're a little scared of the community, totally, scared yeah. of the places. And it's the same kind of thing. But once you get into it and, and you know, it's natural and you find friends, it's all good. Yeah, exactly right. Same, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Same sort of thing, you know, uh, going out and shooting. And it's liberating to the models to give up this wonderful shot uh, that they will have the rest of their life. Well put. It's, it's very liberating. It's very liberating and, and, uh, and just generally very positive, very, very positive thing and a fun experience. And, 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 you know, and you also get to know somebody kind of in a deeper way more quickly than you ever would have, you know, you could know somebody for months or years and you might not know them as well as you do after shooting with them for an hour and a half. It's pretty weird. It's, it's, it's kind of a strange, strange thing. I'm sure you found that too. But yes. Yeah. It's a bonding moment yeah. between uh, two people. Do you have an assistant uh, to help you uh, carry uh, reflectors and flash things through the woods? You know, I, uh, no, I don't. Sometimes, you know, if I shoot, especially if I shoot a new model, I'll say, you know, you can bring whoever you want along um, just so they feel more comfortable. And then I will use them as an assistant <laughs> relentlessly. But um, generally, I do not. Some, I have, you know, I have hired assistants or had, had friends help me out a few times. And that's great because when you're dealing with reflectors and you're trying to hold things and take pictures at the same time and hold a light stand in a creek that's got a reflector on it and have your full frame camera just, you know, four inches over the rushing water or whatever, that, that's how you break things. But um, I tend to break a lot of things. <laughs> but you get the shots. But I get the shots, yes. yes they're, yes. they're pretty amazing. And a lot of people don't realize, you know, you set up a reflector to get that perfect light on the model and the sun is moving. Oh, yeah. The sun is definitely moving. It, it's crazy how fast the sun moves. It's, it's like, oh, wait, it's just a few seconds and it's gone. You know, it's got to move it again. So you have that magic opportunity. Yeah, if, you, if I have an assistant, I could say I could shoot probably twice as fast, usually out, out of location, maybe maybe at least. You know, I can get twice as many sets and if I have an assistant as if I don't. So it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. So, 
Tom, your photography is remarkable, and uh, it caught my eye immediately. And you have a couple shots in there that are literally uh, you you pointed shot uh, and got some sunrises and things that are just off the hook. Thank you so much. Yes, it's just always I try to see the world through a child's eyes when I shoot, and I I just want to shoot find the most you know spectacular thing to me and. And then get that to other people, sort of, and some, sometimes that fires them up too. So, you know, I just try to I try to find that sense of wonder, or you know, I try to find those little pieces of light that are just magical. And I'm just always, you know, whenever I'm driving anywhere in my car, even if I'm not shooting, I'm always looking for a shot somewhere. It's like I I can't I can't let it go. <laughs> it's got to end me now, you know. So I'm always thinking, well, if I was over there, I'd shoot that, or oh, there's good light, I'd go over there, or, you know. So I'm like mentally rehearsing all the time. Like, it's a little bit much. <laughs> One of the things I uh, tell to new photographers is let your eye go completely around the viewfinder and look at everything. Yes. Look at the angles you're shooting at. Look at headroom. How you think about if you're going to crop it later, how you want to shoot it now. Exactly, exactly. And another thing is that I noticed too is sometimes you'll be in a spectacular location and there'll be a lot of other photographers around. And sometimes it's the best thing to do is turn around and shoot the other way. So, I mean, if you're like, especially in the wilderness or something, I mean, they it might get better shots and you can shoot the way everybody else is shooting too. But that, that's been interesting how many times it's just like, well, you don't necessarily need to go right where you first think you need to go. Maybe there's something more magical, maybe smaller, maybe the light's better. You know, you can always look for that space too, you know. And that's the other thing I, I like to say is do a, a 360. Look at all the angles and where the light's coming from. And the light will play better in certain oblique angles than it will in others. Yes. And sometimes, sometimes when I'm shooting with a model, or I'll just go around the model and just try to find the right light. And then I'll focus in and, and, and kind of get a better feeling for how I want the shot to be. And I use a lot of shooting into the sun too and try to, you know, backlight. I'll do a lot of backlight with the, with the sun or with street lights or whatever, stuff like that, or with flash. Yeah. And, contrast play. Yeah. Contrast play, totally. And, uh, I just kind of get the sun rays. Sometimes I can get a lens flare over a model. Not use that kind of for an artistic effect. Sometimes I'll even take the lens hood off and and shoot like that, just to try and bring out the right kind of flare. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it just sometimes it just works. Usually it works. So it's all the things we were told not to do when we were first. Shooting. Oh, to- totally. Yes, yes. I, I I break those rules constantly and encourage others to too. But it's good to know them. You know, it's definitely good to know the rules. It helps it helps you understand you know, when you should break yeah, Know the rules and break Yes, them. exactly. Absolutely. Tom, I want to thank you so much for being on the cast tonight. Your work is, is just absolutely wonderful. Uh, I want our listeners to go over and check out your portfolio. Fantastic stuff. And, uh, you know, I look forward to seeing what you have coming up in the future. Oh, thank you so much. And thanks for having me on. I totally appreciate it. And uh, thanks for everybody who likes my, likes my stuff. You know, you always feel free to direct mail me or, Whatever. This is my full message to people right there. I'm happy to answer any questions on photography or what anybody wants to know, a question about anything. I'm not really an equipment expert so much, but anything about the creative process, I'm more than happy to talk to people about it. So, Fantastic. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you so much. You have been listening to episode 396 of the Kinky Cast. For more information about this show, go to kinkycast.com. 
Views expressed are not representative of the management of the Kinky Cast. We welcome guests with opposing viewpoints. The Kinky Cast is a production of Rooster in the Round. On behalf of all our Kinky crew, I'm Max.